0: Welcome to episode 105 of the Various and Sundry podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the vault studio on a beautiful campus of Grace College Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is well-rested and ready for a strong spring semester, mm. John Scott Sloat.
1: Doc, what's up? It's 2022. Yes,
0: yes. First episode of the brand new year.
1: Yeah. Here we are. How, how, how was your uh, vacation? Vacation quotes. Uh, yeah. Holiday. Holiday season. Holidays better. How was, better. The, how was yeah. the holiday season? Yeah.
0: That was good. Um, we – I mean from the time that uh, classes ended, there was about a uh, almost a two-week, just short of two weeks before we left to go to uh, Nebraska to hang out with my wife's family. We were out there for basically a week. Christmas out there, nice. Very warm weather, unseasonably warm in in, in Omaha. What'd you have? Well, we're talking like fifties, okay. Which in Omaha, you don't
1: expect late December to be low fifties. I, truthfully, I don't know much about Nebraska. It's cold. Full, full stop. You know,
0: <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had, we had a good time. Uh, did the you know the the traditional gift opening things? My my sons. Are close in age to my um, brother-in-law and his wife's sons, and so they just have a blast hanging out. Yeah, um, we stayed at my in-law's house, my father-in-law, father and mother-in-law, and they have a hot tub at their new house. So nice. the boys were very excited about that and spent several nights uh, hanging out in that. So that was that was fun. Very so, cool. Very cool. Yeah. What about you?
1: Uh, you know, uh, did, did about two weeks here in town uh, before heading. Uh, we, f- Andrea and I flew to North Carolina uh, to spend Christmas with my family where mm-hmm. uh, I have a new niece, yeah. four months old, uh, Lillian. That's all I'll say as far as her name here on, on the pod, I guess. Um, but, uh, I mean, like any Christmas, she's the first, like, baby I think that's, that's been around. And so uh-huh. like 75% of the presents were for her. Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, she uh, cried halfway through and took a nap. And so yeah. we had to open her presents for her. Well, expecting um, a four-month-old to open them anyway seems – Yeah, but she's a sloat. You know, there, there's, there's, a, there's high expectations. <laughs> okay. High expectations. Okay. So um, – but that was a lot of fun. And Durham was unseasonably warm. Seventies. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is strange. Uh, we went for walks outside. Yeah, uh, which was awesome. Okay, any
0: gifts in particular that stood out to you from your from your Christmas experience?
1: Ooh, um, uh, my brother got me a a doorbell cam, which which I have not okay. had before. So, right. I spent an, an afternoon when I was back installing a new doorbell cam on my on my front door. That seems entirely up your alley. It's yeah. surprising
0: to me, quite frankly, that you didn't have one before this. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, um, it's you know you get little notifications on your phone like there's motion, there's motion. Pretty, you know, you kind of freak out for a minute, and then you realize it's, it's just a UPS guy. It's it's Amazon mostly. Yeah, yeah, coming coming to deliver things. Um, uh, I did get one. I I woke up one morning and I chuck it every morning and. A couple days ago, I had a 3.53 a.m. motion. um, And our camera points at like a wall. So it's not like it's picking up a car on the street or something like that. It points at a wall. It's like, oh, my goodness, what was it? Well, snow um, was whirling about in there and it picked up that motion. (laughs) So a little sensitive perhaps. Yeah, yeah, which I can control. I can turn down the sensitivity on it. Okay. So, yeah, that was probably the gift that – We've used the most, I'd say. Okay. So how about yourself? So, yeah, for me,
0: um, I mean, Christmas is usually a big occasion in terms of books, picking up a lot of books um, and uh, and clothes. So actually I'm wearing one right now. I'm wearing uh, a new vest that I got, a, yeah. sort of a thermal vest, which is appropriate given the uh, temperature in the vault studio yeah, here. Yeah, the these ice days. box. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, Is that your first vest? It is. Okay. How do you feel about it? Love it. Really? Yeah. Okay. It takes some people some getting used to. No, I'm a big fan. Okay. Um,
0: so uh, it, it was one of the few gifts. So I put this on my list and I I normally don't do this because I don't like to put pressure uh, on my wife. But I, I did say, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be disappointed if I don't get a vest for Christmas. Mm. So I, I, I knew she'd come through. She always does. But um, so, yeah. And uh, I was excited to give my wife an Apple Watch. Oh, nice! Yes, very nice. So fun to uh, to get her that. But um, we still have another week yet before classes. Yeah, get I mean, here. we're
1: going to do another episode after this before classes get started. Yeah, because they don't yeah. come back till what the twelfth.
0: That's right. That's right. And you, um, you're not teaching this semester.
1: No, no. This or is session. Uh, this, this session. This session is uh, a snow removal session. So, so I, <laughs> you know, wake up at four before my wife does and clear the driveway and, and mm-hmm. do do things like that so she can get to work. Or if it's too snowy, drive her to work at you know before the you know before the sun
0: wakes up. Mm-hmm. And so, at what point um, are you going to find a um, a sort of remote-controlled snow removal snowblower kind oh. of device. I mean, they have they have like the robot vacuums. They've got the robot mowers. Yeah, have you have you looked for a I have robot? Not. No, um, that's interesting.
1: Snowblower. That's interesting.
0: I That don't you know. could control with an app.
1: That that would be that would be something. That's right up your alley that is i mean that sounds like a million dollar idea <laughs> that sounds like some, it sounds yeah. like something people would would love somebody's working on it yeah somebody's working on I it i mean they have the the robot mops now have you seen these I things i have yeah the vacuums um i saw one that now has like a a a, a pet fecal matter sensor on it <laughs> have you seen those horror videos right <laughs> oh, where, oh, yes. Oh, where yes. the where the thing goes over the 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 dog crap and yeah. and spreads it all over the house totally. right Yes, the new ones have a have a monitor on it to keep it from hitting the uh, hitting the uh, from from spreading all this. So it stops. Yeah, basically.
0: (laughs) What a world we live in.
1: It's a good world, you know.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and and dive into the world of sports. It was a busy. Uh, Did we do our intro stuff? Oh, we didn't. See, I'm rusty.
1: Yeah, you're out of practice. I mean, we record two episodes in a row. I know. Here we are. Getting my, getting my legs under me, you know? Well, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, <laughs> uh, we can be reached on Twitter at at VNSPod. Uh If you'd like to send us an email, which I do check, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page uh, that, that Matt monitors, uh, not me, uh, because I, I've been removed from Facebook by hackers. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then we also uh, are on YouTube um which i to be honest i don't check so i i i get emails when we get comments and things like that which we have a few yeah um but that would be the easiest to monetize you know if we were going to make money with this we really need people to subscribe uh to the YouTube channel sure um like maybe a thousand of you you yeah. know that that, that yeah. that'd be really nice yeah anyway uh and uh and if you really like the show and really want to help us out A five-star review on any platform where you listen would be helpful. That would be great. That would be great. That might be a podcast first (laughs) that you did the read.
0: I mean, we're we're, we're breaking all sorts of new ground here in 2022. So are we now now able to? Yeah, we can talk. Would you you like to just host the rest of the episode? No, 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 no. I wouldn't dare step on your toes. Yeah. (laughs) So let's let's start with college football. Um, I mean, I think that seems to be the place to – uh get going here that's more up my wheelhouse we'll we'll definitely get to your jets in a minute but, yeah uh i mean this is bowl season so a lot of college football games a, a handful at least of them were canceled because of covid issues so um thankfully that hasn't didn't affect the college football playoff games or any of the new year's 6 bowl games which are considered like the the most the big ones yeah, yeah. yeah. yep yeah. So let's start with uh, what happened this past weekend. Did you watch any of the Rose Bowl?
1: Um, no, no, I watched no Rose Bowl. I did watch uh, both championship games, the playoff games, the yeah. playoff games for the first uh, the first half of both. You of
0: missed an amazing Rose Bowl game. Really? Yes.
1: Uh, well, I I followed it on Twitter a little bit, yeah, uh, because both you and your sons were or your son w- were freaking out a little bit.
0: Um, I was tweeting a little bit in the first half about. The historically terrible defense yeah. that uh, Ohio State trotted out there, so, and they had they had twenty four players not in the game. Is that right? Yeah, I, that, I forget what the number was, but they had. Normally, schools have eighty roster players, eighty scholarship rostered players for a bowl game. Ohio State had sixty one, so they were down a good number, and they didn't have. Uh, I think it was a total of like five or six starters
1: on both sides of the ball, so. Getting ready for the draft, those right. sorts of things, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, and, how do you how do you feel about that? Are you for that, against that? Um, you understand it, but don't like it. Like, well, sure. Selfishly,
0: as a fan, I want to see him play. Sure. But it it, it to me, anyone who complains about players doing that is being exactly that selfish. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that you have to understand is the risk that those players are putting themselves in for that last game. Yep. And it, and it, it came up in the, um, it was in the sugar bowl, old Mrs. Quarterback, Matt Corral or Coral. I can't remember his last name projected to be a first round quarterback draft pick this year, decided to come back and play his bowl game because he loves his school, which is great. If he wants to make that choice. Great. Um, left the game. When a guy rolled up on him, uh, they're not. I haven't seen a report whether they're sure he broke his ankle or just has a bad ankle sprain. But you know, came back out halfway through the game on crutches on uh, the sideline. Yeah, to see that. You know, you you hope that it doesn't cost him millions of dollars, uh, because of that. So, um, so I have no problem with players opting out for that. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just the reality of uh of the game today. And you you're know, to- you're
1: talking life changing money. Yeah. Uh, potentially. And, yeah.
0: and where are the people crushing the coaches? Like Brian Kelly from Notre Dame, he left his team oh, yeah. to go take a job at LSU. Oh, yeah. Now, p- people were crushing him. So, you know, fair enough. But Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma left to take the job at USC. But no one is like, you hate the game. You Like, no, like they just realize you're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. OK, well, that's what the that's what the players are doing. So I have no issue with that whatsoever. Anyway, um, the Rose Bowl will probably go down as one of the 10 most uh, exciting Ohio State football games I've seen in my lifetime. Wow. Okay. But only because we won. <laughs> because the start was terrible. Mm. We were down 35-21 at the half. To Utah, right? To you're, Utah. You're playing Utah. And so Utah was – like it just it it didn't it, everything going in pointed towards Utah. This was like Utah's uh most significant bowl game they've like ever played in. So they they're like high motivation, yeah, everybody's all in. Up. Ohio State's like well, we lost to the team up north, we're not playing in the college football playoff. Guys are opting out. So you honestly wondered like would they be motivated to play? Yeah. And the first quarter or so Looked like that was a fair assessment. So they're down 35-21 at the half. They came back and rallied and won 48-45 on a last-second field goal. Hmm. Um, but uh, perhaps most notably, their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, threw for 573 yards and wow. six touchdowns. Hmm. And so for the game, though, the receivers, the, their two best receivers – Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, both projected to be first-round NFL draft picks this year, sat out. Yeah. So one of them might end up on the Jets.
1: By the way. You
0: know, we'll see. Which um, I know doesn't make you happy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, so their actual leading receiver by numbers it was their third receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba.
1: Yeah, I saw about him on Twitter. A lot about him on Twitter.
0: Well, when you get when you catch fifteen balls. For three hundred and forty-seven yeah, yards, I saw the stat and three that's, touchdowns. That's wild,
1: absolutely wild. You're going to get talked about. Those
0: are good quarterback
1: numbers. Those
0: are those are numbers that you see like if you're playing Madden. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's that's like video game numbers. Yep. It's the most yardage of in, in the in any bowl game in college football history. Yeah. So just uh, a breakout game for him in the sense of like being
1: on the national stage. So. Um, College football playoff games.
0: Yes, uh, pretty boring. Yes, uh, Georgia put it to Michigan and mm-hmm. Bama. I thought Cincinnati played well. Put this. I, that game was more of the slow strangle. Yes, like it wasn't. I mean, Georgia jumped out all over Michigan, mm-hmm. and it was like this game's over pretty quick. George uh Bama just looked like they had like the slowly tightening grip around Cincinnati's neck that they could never escape.
1: Yeah. Like they're the they're the python yeah. surrounding its victim. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that that sets up a uh, SEC National Championship game which nobody wants except for people in the South. Um, and I will just point out uh for our Notre Dame contingent, they blew a 28-7 lead against Oklahoma State and lost the Fiesta Bowl. So. Ouch. And guess who they open the season with next year? I have no idea. Ohio State. Really? Ohio State, Notre Dame open the season next year.
1: Well, uh, Columbus or South Bend?
0: I think this one's in Columbus. They're doing a home and home, so I forget which. I'm pretty sure, though, this upcoming year is okay. in Columbus. That'll be good. Yeah. So right out of the gate, big yeah. game. Uh, let's
1: talk NFL. I thought I, I, I thought your Jets were going to do it. Well, we were texting towards the end of that game. If you remember, I almost said something to you yes. as we're texting, but I didn't. And I almost said something to you because, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to jinx yeah. it. And... Um, in my mind, it, it was the it was I think the best possible outcome. Really? Yeah. I mean, your young players all played well in that game uh, for the Jets, including your young quarterback. Yeah. Um, however, you improve your draft position. Okay. Uh, you have a good game against a good team, uh, and you were competitive to the bitter end. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But our draft position remains the same. Now, I'm assuming you didn't get to watch the game. You were probably just following it on your phone, right? On my phone, yep. Okay. Because
0: the most notable story to come out of that had nothing to do with so the Jets.
1: I was flipping back and forth between that and uh, – uh, a uh, beat writer I follow on Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, he was tweeting about Antonio Brown. Yeah, tell t- t- tell the audience what, uh, what happened with good old A.B. Yeah, uh, well, last week I think he had a phenomenal game, something like 10 catches or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, this week he wasn't playing as well mm-hmm. and uh, was told to go in the game, I think, twice by Bruce Arians, the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, refused, and so Bruce Arians benched him. Yeah. Which it kind of sounds like he benched himself a little bit. (laughs) Yes. So he proceeds to take off his jersey, pads, gloves, um, through his- And undershirt. And through his sweaty undershirt (laughs) into the crowd (laughs) and walked off the field waving at fans half naked. Yes. And kind of like did it dancing in like the end zone a little bit. Yes. Walking like not even just
0: on the sidelines, but like onto the field of play.
1: Yes. Um, (laughs) A clown, um, and <laughs> my understanding is uh, uh, they escorted him to the airport, and he left town. Yeah, um, no longer a member of the team, as Bruce Arians said. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it's one of the most epic meltdowns. It was like strike what four, five. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's you know he's running out of he ran, he'll never be on a roster. right? I wouldn't think so. But I he, he's very very talented yeah, but but that, he's also getting up there. yeah, yeah, I, 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 he's just not worth it. Um, but the game, the game, the Jets, I thought the Jets played really well. I thought Zach Wilson played really well. Uh, you saw our rookie running back, um, who got injured in the first half but broke off early a forty five, fifty five yard run, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, two young cornerbacks, one had an interception, the other played very well. We have a corner turn safety who's also a rookie. Who is just playing lights out or playing very very well? yeah um, yeah, and that's that's what you want to see, you know you 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 want to see your young guys do well if you're going to be a bad team and, and to have some fight so yeah. and they had a chance to win it at the end. Yes. So that was very exciting to me. yes Well,
0: should we should probably move on to our uh main topic for the day. That sounds good. okay. Yeah. So since it is the first episode of 2022 uh, we thought we'd talk about some goals for the upcoming year, uh, not resolutions. Goals. Goals. So um, yeah, we'll just kind of see where this goes. Um, and, our, our, our goals. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get us started with? Uh, you you want to keep the breakdown here? Just we, we've got personal, spiritual, and professional. Was there a category you wanted to add? By the way.
1: Um, maybe podcasts. <laughs> okay, sure. I don't know uh we're gonna make that one up on the fly sure you know um yeah p- uh, personal goal uh i I just want to run more okay that's that's you know uh, I this last year has been very consistent with uh lifting at the mm-hmm. gym for the most part okay uh you know over christmas break there's there's a bit of a pause as well as summer sure. break there it's a little tough to get in there when I'm not on campus every single day, mm-hmm. doing some traveling stuff like that, um, but uh, yeah, I just I need I need some more cardio um, in my life. So so running I think is going to be a a goal okay. uh, for me.
0: Do you have any baseline we're working with? Are you doing any at all at this point? Saying, yeah, so, okay. I do a little bit.
1: Okay. Uh, I probably, I mean, I think I ran two miles yesterday. So oh. I, I mean, it's not nothing, but yeah. it's not a lot. So. So the goal is increase frequency and distance as well. Uh, yeah, frequency and probably distance. Okay. Yeah,
0: looking to do any five Ks? Nope, nope, no, no,
1: no, nope. no. Uh, I hate the idea of forced running.
0: <laughs> Aren't you forcing yourself to run? It just
1: reminds me of like practice when I was when I was a kid, and <laughs> oh my goodness, I hated running. So yeah. So, but but you know, I'm just trying not to die. You know, that's kind and of the you, and, and how do you feel about running on a treadmill? Because realistically, I, that's kind of your option. I mean, I guess you can run the track in the
0: in the G Hawk.
1: Yeah, we have a treadmill at home. Okay, so I I did about two miles on that yesterday. So yeah, yeah. trying to trying to trying to run a, okay. a little bit more. You know, I, I'm pretty good about lifting and working out, um, okay. but uh, not the cardio. So trying to get, trying to get that cardio in place. Gotcha. Well, in a similar vein,
0: um I I need to get a little bit more consistent on the exercise front myself. Um but uh <clears throat> I, I, I've I have reached the stage where my knees can no longer handle running. Just the, the impact is oh. just too much uh when it comes to that. So what do you Since, switching since to? I have no cartilage in my left knee. Like there's like none left. So you're going so. biking or what's the So I'm moving on to cycling. Okay. So, like road cycling? No, or, okay, no, just uh, on the on the exercise bike. Okay,
1: um, so how many pelotons do you own at uh, this moment? Zero. Okay, yeah,
0: uh, I, I'm not a wealthy man, John. <laughs> I, uh. <laughs> so, yeah, we're 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 gonna go with the cycling as a running substitute.
1: Okay. Um, now, on a on a like exercise bike, are you gonna get? Because I've seen those. Um, those bikes where they like you put your back wheel up on spokes or something and you can bike on a road bike. Yeah, it's ever... an exercise bike. Okay, so
0: um, you have one at the house? No. Okay, but I live three minutes from the Y, so I can do that there. Um, and so I, I've I've started kind of dipping my toe into that into that pond, but uh, need to get more consistent on on that. Uh, it's also probably a little better for my back in some ways. Hmm. Um, so that's that's the that's the goal there. Um any weightlifting in your life or I I would like to start sprinkling some of that in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't want really to get too jacked though. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, the other personal goal I had down here was uh just trying to do some more reading. Yeah. Um, you feel like
1: this was a down year for I you in 2021? It was.
0: Yeah, and more so on the on, on more reading in my discipline like or like Biblical theology, New Testament kind of stuff. Uh, I've, I feel like I read less this year than I have in past years. Okay. Um, I feel like I've read I've read a lot of sort of leisure reading, sort of mystery novels, okay, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, not as much on the kind of uh, academic
1: side of things. So need to step it up a little bit. This how time. many How many books a year? Like, what's the benchmark? Uh, it's hard to say with academic books. It is because they vary yeah. so
0: widely. I don't know. I mean, I think a good normal year would probably be around 50. That's a lot of books. It is. Again, though those are read at varying levels, though. And
1: yeah. that's that's part of your work. Yeah, you know, I know, mean realistically
0: that could fall under professional as well. Yeah. But, yeah. So need to need to step it up a little bit on the reading. I first think. book of the year? Have you finished your first book of the year? Um or have you started your first I've book? started one. Yes. What is it? It is uh, God's Messiah in the Old Testament by uh, Andy Abernethy and uh, Greg Goswell. Okay. I'm a little ways into it. Okay. So uh, I finished some stuff in in December. Uh, I finished the uh, Who Shall Ascend to the Mountain of the Lord by Michael Morales. Finished that.
1: Okay, So that was good. Best book of 2021? Oh, gosh. Sorry, I sprung that on you. Yeah. I mean— I'm going to
0: get caught up in the recency bias there, but that the, – the one that I just finished on Leviticus is certainly up there. Um, It, it wasn't the easiest of reads, but I've, it's, it's the book I probably learned the most from okay. all year. Hmm. So I'll go with that. All right. So do you have a book that pops into your head for
1: best one that you read? Oh, my goodness. Um, probably Probably the one that – Hmm. Probably the one that morphed my thinking and how I how I taught church history was uh, after Acts, which I think mm-hmm. you recommended to me. Yeah, that was very good. I yep. really enjoyed that. Yeah, fills in that gap. Oh, yeah. after the New
0: Testament and before you get to some of the church fathers.
1: Well, and I, and I I did a whole gosh, I probably did forty five minutes in class on on like here's what happened to these guys after mm-hmm. after the scripture ends, and that, that yeah. was a really impactful moment. Yeah. And I even talk – because at the end of that, each chapter, they do like a letter grade mm-hmm. on on uh, the likelihood that this happened to this guy. Right. This, and I, just, I I mentioned this book to my students. They're like, what was the letter grade on this? You know? <laughs> yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was good. That's good. Uh, let's move on to uh, spiritual goals.
0: Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go me? go ahead. Go ahead. So I need to uh, freshen up my Hebrew. So I, I used to be somewhat consistent in trying to read some Hebrew probably four or five days a week. I remember being in Israel with you and you pulling out Genesis. So, yeah, trying to, trying to refresh that a little bit. Um, and so what I'm, what, I, what I'm doing in essence is resuming – I would started working my way through the Psalms, mm-hmm. probably reading anywhere between four to seven verses in Hebrew a day. That just kind of fell off, so I'm kind of picking that back up. So I just finished Psalm 109 this morning. Okay. So it would seem reasonable that if I keep up with this, I should be able to finish the Psalms this year.
1: And do you read Greek every day as well?
0: I actually don't because I I teach it. I'm writing commentary on the Greek text of Luke. Like just – You get enough Greek. Yeah. I I mean I can always get better for sure. sure. But – it, that just feels like something that is not as urgent, given how much I'm in the Greek text all all the time.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So, what about you? Uh, I am in the midst of translating through First Corinthians, so I want to I want to okay. continue that uh, both both for the Greek side of it and just devotionally working mm-hmm. my way through First Corinthians. So, translating a few verses every day, going through sort of like genitives, datives, mm-hmm. all, all those things. And how far in are you? I'm in chapter one, so okay, I started. Early. Okay, yeah, I started late December. So. Okay, gotcha. Good deal. So yeah, that's been that's been refreshing and fun.
0: And First Corinthians is 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 doable level Greek. Yeah, um, it's not the easiest book in the New Testament. Not the hardest book in the New Testament. It's kind of in that middle ground of.
1: Yeah. So I downloaded a. Uh, and I haven't set this up yet. I probably should. But Bible Vocab Plus, um, they key a bunch of different textbooks uh, that you can pull up you know, and get their vocab list mm-hmm. or whatever in both Greek and Hebrew. And uh, the other thing that they do that's really cool is you can uh, pick books of the Bible yeah. and set up a vocab list through that. Uh, and that's really, really handy and will and nice. be good. Yes. Good stuff.
0: Um, and then I'll just add uh, just more consistency in prayer. Yeah. Can you ever pray too much?
1: I don't think so. I, I wouldn't
0: think so. So, um, yeah, just need to need to find some more focused time to do that. Let's move on to professional
1: goals. Yeah. Um, what do you got? Yeah, this is this is a weird one for me because cause normally I think I'd probably go just like well, just kind of keep on doing what I'm doing. You know, it's it's yeah. kind of keep. Uh, Trying to make my program run better, more smoothly, mm-hmm. get more students—those yeah. sorts of things. But I think um, something that I'm I'm in the throes of exploring, uh, probably again, mm-hmm. um, is is PhD. Whether this is whether this is for me or not, whether this is something I want to step into—and there's, I mean, I, I don't want to get into it on pod, but but there's there's like a million other things that are going to play into that, you know. Sure, uh, and. Um, one of the things that I'm kind of – I have – and I have it sitting on my shelf. I think I'd have to pick up a Latin um, to 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 not get in but to complete. Um, if you're going to do church history yeah, and That would be the plan. Um, and so I have Wheelock's mm-hmm. grammar sitting on my shelf. It's a classic. Well, as well as his workbook or a workbook that goes with it. OK. Um, so that's on my shelf and it's staring at me currently. OK. So gotcha. we'll we'll see what happens in yeah you know uh, the year of the triple twos. I,
0: Latin should not be that difficult for you, given the fact you don't
1: think that, so? No, because you teach Greek. Do Do you know Latin? Or, or
0: did you I take Latin, in high, Latin in high school? I took Latin in high school. My re- retention of it has not been great, but it's something that if I spent a month of focused effort to get mm-hmm. it back, I think it could be up and
1: running. So is. And, and is there something like uh, Logos or BibleWorks for Latin? Like like could I go find Cicero or you know something like that and find the morphology? Because I was looking on the internet. I, could, I couldn't find anything. But maybe I'm typing in the wrong words.
0: I wonder if in Logos they have morphologically tagged Latin texts. I'd be surprised if they don't have some.
1: Yeah. Did I, you I look? Th- I looked briefly. I did not spend a lot. Of, I, like, I was on my phone typing mm-hmm. it in. But I'll, yeah. have to, I'll have to do a deeper dive.
0: Yeah, I would Google that and see what comes up. A little deeper
1: dive into maybe some of their forums. might be able to find it. So, yeah, that's that's something that's uh, horrifying yet exciting (laughs) potentially in 2022. It's it's being explored. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, for me, um,
0: my professional goals almost always revolve around writing projects. Yeah. So I've got two main uh, projects I'm working on, focusing on this year. Uh, one is continuing the Luke commentary. Uh, I'm, you that know, one's
1: just going to be in your life for a while. It
0: is. It is. Uh, I'm about halfway through chapter eleven on your first pass, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, and then the other one is, I'm. This might sound strange, but I'm actually writing another Galatians commentary right after your last one came out. Yes, but. This one has a very specific focus. It's in the Exegetical Guide to the Greek New Testament series, which is basically – it's a grammatical commentary. Like you literally comment on every word in the text in terms of its grammar and its function and that sort of stuff.
1: Probably not what we're doing in an interview on the pod. For.
0: I wouldn't think so necessarily. And I mean there's more to it than that. There are other and there's also like uh bibliographical help in terms of like if you're interested in this, go look at this kind of like hmm. so it's it's more than just that. And it has homiletical helps for preachers and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. uh, so it's hmm. it it's not gonna be a popular level kind of book, but it could be uh it'll be the kind of thing that'll be helpful for Greek students as well as pastors. Uh, who want to preach and teach from Galatians? Yeah. So, and then oh, I might cool. be done with Galatians after this. <laughs> uh, I'll believe it when I see it. We'll see, we'll see. So, um, anything else on the uh, on on the goals
1: front here, John? I don't think so. I struggled with this. I don't like setting goals. My desires change throughout the year. You know, it'll be like, eh, I don't want to do that. I want to do this, or yeah, stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. I I find myself holding these loosely. That's yeah. better for my sanity. Yeah. Than to get too worked up about um, you know, not hitting them if I end up not hitting them. But in any case, uh let's move on to this day in sports history.
1: Okay. Um January fourth. January fourth. Uh so um you want me to you want me to go through these? Go for yep. it. In, uh, in 1986, uh, David Robinson uh, blocks uh, 14 shots in a game at yes. uh, the college level.
0: Yes. He played for the Naval Academy. Did you remember that? He played for the Naval Academy?
1: I, yes. I, well, I remember they did a special on him because he was on a submarine for yeah. a time. <laughs> you fit um, a seven-foot man on a submarine. <laughs> yeah. I think he didn't exactly fit. <laughs> yeah. Um, um,
0: did, I told you, did I tell you I met David
1: Robinson? Really? Where did you meet him?
0: Uh, at a hotel in Indianapolis. Okay. When he was playing for the Spurs, um, they I was at I was at uh, at a hotel for a conference in Indianapolis with Camps Crusade, and um, the the Spurs were in town to play the Pacers, and they stayed at the hotel that we were staying at. Oh, cool! So I met him in the lobby.
1: He always seemed like a nice guy. He
0: is. I i I. I he seems like a solid believer, and um, uh, it's. It's just an an experience standing next to a seven-foot tall man. You feel very small.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, in any case, what's our next one? Um, uh, in 2000 uh, – oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> a day after accepting the head coaching position at the New York Jets, uh, Bill uh, Belichick resigns and moves to the New England Patriots. mm.
0: Okay, so when that happened, you were what, like
1: nine, 12, ten, 12. twelve? Okay, yeah, I'm eighty-eight. So okay, so I don't really have much recollection of this. You don't? No. Okay,
0: so now you're only able to look back at it with deep
1: bitterness. Y- yes. Um, the first, I would say, I started paying attention to football in probably '98. Like I remember Brett Favre and the Packers. Eh, I guess I was '96. Um, Brett Favre and the Packers. And then mm-hmm. Elway was 97, 98. Yeah. I remember 98 and Bill Parcells doing well with the Jets and losing to the Broncos in the AFC Championship game. After that, I think I lost track a little bit. Um, so you don't remember if your dad was worked up about this or... Nope, I don't. Okay. And you were living in... Oh, goodness. 2000. Um, I would have been in... in Tennessee. N- yes, Tennessee. In the sixth grade, okay.
0: So maybe that helped in one sense of like if you were still in New York, for example,
1: at that point, I would have. Like, I'm sure you would I would have been have known immersed that in the in mm-hmm. the media culture and that sort of stuff. Yeah, but. And it was short because I remember New Year's that year, but I, I don't remember. And I think that was also no, nah, that would have been later that summer when the when the Summer Olympics Sydney uh, were going. No, that was 2002.
0: Now summer would have been in 2004. 2000. That's on the fours still. Would that have well, been... On the 2000, 2004,
1: 2008. Would that have been Sydney, 2000? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. What might have been? Yeah. Anyway, um, 2001, uh, uh, Washington Wizards forward Michael Jordan becomes the fourth player in NBA history to score 30,000 career points. Um, he hits a free throw in the second quarter of an 89-83 win against the Chicago Bulls, his old team. Yeah. Uh, also, eighty nine eighty three win looks like a typo for an NBA game. Nowadays, yeah. nowadays, yeah, yeah, they've definitely uh,
0: between rule changes and the prevalence of the three point shot. Now, you rarely see a game. It's not common to see a game under under, under the, hundred these days yeah. much anymore.
1: Um, two thousand six college football, the eighth uh, BCS national championship. Uh, number two Texas beats number one uh, USC. Forty-one mm-hmm. thirty-eight, uh, uh with, uh, I believe, Vince Young yes, as the quarterback of Texas. Yeah, you can make the case that that's one of the greatest college football games
0: ever played. And um, on the other side was Matt Leinart? That was the Matt Leinart, Reggie, Reggie Bush. Bush. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it uh, Lendale Moore? Rondale Moore? They had another running back because between the two of them, they, they called him, I think they called him Thunder and Lightning. Hmm. Like, Reggie Bush the fast guy, Lightning. Rondale Moore was the like the bruising running back, but um and but Vince Young was the transcendent talent in that game. Um leading Texas down the field for the game when he touchdown scored with like 6 seconds left
1: or something like that. Yeah, and Texas has just not been any good really since.
0: Well, actually they they got back to the national championship in like 2000 Ten, I think it was with really? Colt McCoy, 2010, 2011. And I'm pretty sure it was Colt McCoy. He got hurt in like the first oh, quarter of the this. championship yes. game and Alabama just destroyed him. Yeah. So since then they've been garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but now that they're playing, paying players openly, maybe they'll uh, turn it around. Yeah. Because they got a
1: lot of money down there in Texas. A lot of oil money down there. Mm-hmm. So... Yes. Do you have a uh, a preference? On um. That? Oh goodness. Uh, probably the last one there. The the o okay. six college football championship. Yeah, I can go with that.
0: Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't want to.
1: Yeah, let's not. Let's, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> just don't.
0: Don't want to open those wounds too far.
1: Yeah. One thing you liked. Um, I uh, you know, during the school year and during the summers, I don't. Watch a ton of sports documentaries, but was able to do so over Christmas break. Came across Once Upon a Time in Queens, yeah. the four-part series uh, Thirty for Thirty. Uh, big, ex- big, ex- you know, it, it's got language. Okay, that that, you know, sort of sort of, I'll throw that out there. It's got yeah. a lot of language, um, but it's about the 1986 Mets uh, and how good they were at baseball. Uh, And bad at being humans. (laughs) Yes. They were. Yeah. Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden. Yeah. Keith Hernandez, Lenny Dykstra, all those guys. Uh, Jesse
0: Orosco, the left-handed closer. uh,
1: There were some redeemable guys on that team though. Uh, (laughs) Gary Carter. Yeah. uh, Other than being a guy that sought the spotlight a ton, seems like a a good guy. Uh, Mookie Wilson also seems like a very good guy. Yeah. Yeah. That was about it though.
0: Speaking of sports documentaries – did you watch the Madden one? I have not. I no, I, I saw that on Hulu. Yeah. And then he died. Yeah, like it released on Christmas Day, and then he died like what two days later, like yeah, two something days like after that. Christmas. Yeah. So, um, I, that's something I want to check out here. For me, uh, I'm going to go with the audiobook that I listened to on the trip out and back uh, to Omaha. It was uh, Gordon Carrera. I think that's how I pronounce it. Okay. Uh the book is entitled Russians Among Us Sleeper Cells Ghost Stories and the Hunt for Putin's Spies. Fascinating. Hmm. Fascinating stuff because it's so it's 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 true it's just true story how the US discovered these um uh they the Russians called them illegals but these long-term deep cover Spies that the Soviet Union sent into the U.S. Wild, where they basically uh, stole people's identities and uh, sent them into the U.S. And they completely—they lived as Americans, hmm. and they were tasked with like finding out information and, and, and other stuff like that. But um, it all blew up in 2010 when, um, and you might remember this news story, there, uh, a lot of the attention went to the, there was this red-headed uh, woman who was attractive, who was all the, all the rage in terms of like, this was a Russian spy sent mm-hmm. to the Okay, Well, some of the lesser known stories were there was a, a couple that had kid, teenage kids. These kids had no idea their parents <laughs> were Russian spies. They thought mom and dad are just Americans. Well, when they deported them, Kids had to go with them. So imagine you're a junior high kid. Goodness you come gracious. home and the FBI is like, sorry, kid. Your parents are Russian spies. Pack a bag. You're leaving the country. Like how utterly
1: unsettling that would be to yeah. you. Yeah. So fascinating stuff. That but sounds like that TV show. Um, the Americans? The Americans, yeah. Have you seen that? I've watched a few episodes, yeah. It's really good.
0: Uh, now, there is some – it's in the audiobook, there There's the occasional – language. So there's your there's well, your warning about Russian, of course. Right, of course. But um, basically, that series was inspired by, the by story. this story. Wild, fascinating stuff. Um, so was, that's right up my alley. So I, I highly recommend it if hmm. you're into that kind of stuff. Well, episode one hundred and five in the books, John. First in episode of twenty twenty two. Are we ready to reveal what we're talking about next week? Sure, <laughs> you don't remember. What I have we're no about
1: clue. It. I know we have one topic out there. That's that, the topic. Okay, We'll go That's ahead on and announce the calendar
0: it. for next year, next week.
1: Okay, go ahead and announce next it. Next episode, we are going to talk
0: uh, sort of reflections on uh, the conclusion of the rise and fall of Mars Hill yeah. podcast. That's what I was thinking. of. Now that it's completed, it's it's done. I think they said there might be a bonus episode yeah. here or there, but it it's the done. main story's done. It's done. So I know we talked about it very initially as the podcast started. Maybe there were a couple episodes out when we first talked about it. But now that it's been completed, I think uh, it'd be good for us to to reflect on on that a little bit. Yeah. So that's that's what's coming up next episode. But for now, mission accomplished. I think so. Yeah. Okay. We've talked lots of sports, some goals for the new year. We've relived John's uh, painful memory of Bill Belichick leaving the Jets to coach the Patriots. And we've talked about some books and documentaries. Oh, we didn't do podcast goals. We
1: didn't do podcast goals. We we added that. Oh, not really. No. All right. Well, I think we're good then. (laughs) Just to keep doing it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good enough. So, in any case, at this point, all that's left to say is until next time. The Lord bless y'all real good. Later.